Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I'm here with Lauren Tickner. Lauren is a successful entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Impact School. She started her journey at a young age and landed a position at one of the UK's top financial firms at the age of 18. However, She realized that the corporate world wasn't for her and started online coaching in the fitness industry. She later pivoted to building her online business and helping others build theirs. Lauren faced challenges in the beginning and had to make some tough decisions, but with hard work and determination, she achieved great success and was even recognized for her business success by Forbes and the London Stock Exchange. I'm super excited to talk to Lauren, so let's get right into it. Lauren, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm feeling this title because this is pretty much my life. <laughs> so <laughs> in the last year, I think I was in 12 countries in a six-month period and many, many cities on top of that. So I feel you. I love what um, you're all about. It's definitely within my um, my loves and my passions. So it's great to be here today. Awesome. That's fantastic. So I ask every single one of my guests to tell us a bit about their story and your story is fantastic. So let's take some time to really break down how you went from the very beginnings to where you are right now. The first time I ever, I guess, you know, we're talking about remote CEO specifically as well. The first time that stands out for me is I was in Lanzarote, I believe, or Tenerife, one of the Canary Islands. And I've been posting on Instagram for a long time, right? I had had some fitness programs. That was my background. And I won't get into the story of how I got into the fitness coaching stuff because I've beaten that to its death all over my own platforms. But I remember being away and I was away for five or six days and I was studying webinars, right? And this is back when like no one was really doing webinars. It was more, um, you know, people were just kind of focused on like social media only. And so I launched this webinar and it was something along the lines of how to build a six-figure personal brand, right? Super cringy title, super clickbaity, but again, no one was doing it. And what happened was in that period, I made $20,000, okay? It was actually more than that. And for me, that back then, that was more than the year or two prior that I was making in an entire year in my corporate job when I was in asset management, right? Including my bonuses, And this was crazy to me. Like I was on vacation. I just logged onto the really slow Wi-Fi and did this webinar and I just couldn't believe it. And then as a byproduct of that, then later on, I got some one-on-one clients, which now, you know, I wouldn't go down that avenue. I would have had a more scalable system. But for me back then getting started, that was insane. And it just changed the way that I saw money. Because I don't know if, if in the beginning, maybe you can relate to this. But whenever I used to see ads on Facebook, right, like people like, oh, yeah, I have a seven figure business. 
I literally thought like you're a total scammer. There's no way this is possible because in England, it's very, you know, we don't talk about money, right? We don't speak about these things, especially my granddad is Scottish. So, oh no, he wouldn't even let us see him paying for dinner in a restaurant. So that was kind of how I realized like, wow, this stuff is actually real. Like this is legit. And so that was when I shifted my way of thinking to think, okay, like if I've done this one time, I couldn't take on that many clients again and again and again. So I learned about the world of online courses. And then I came up with um, a process of creating scalable online programs, which at Impact School, we call Impact Offer, which, and even as the industry is, you know, going on and on, I see big, bigger changes happening, whereby there's more community, more in-person stuff entering into this realm. If you're on the coaching side, or if you're on the agency side, I'm, uh, or just, you know, consulting, I'm seeing more done for you entering. But anyway, I'm getting onto a different topic now. But that was really the thing that made me realize that it was all possible. And I think sometimes you have to have these moments, like, you know, you can hear someone talk about their story, but unless you just take the messy action and just go for it. Like if I watch that webinar back now, oh gosh, I mean, I would probably cry with embarrassment, but at the end of the day, it didn't, it wasn't just the transaction of the money that I made. It was the life-changing realization that I can actually do this too, right? And it's not actually that hard. So maybe that's a brief summary. That's fantastic, actually. And, you know, um, webinars are great. Um, we used to use webinars as well. But now at this point, and my question is this, my listeners are, are, are here, they, they love your story. Um, some people are thinking, well, I've been putting in so many hours working, building webinars, creating content. But when it comes to actually closing a deal, people don't trust me or people feel like there's better options. So there must be a time in any entrepreneurial journey where you're working so hard and nobody cares about what you're doing. And then all of a sudden it's like a switch. People are starting to listen to you more and then they start paying to, act, you know, to have access to you. Can you take us through that moment where you were like, wait a minute, like... Now people want to talk to me. They want my knowledge. They want to pay me. How did that happen? It's really interesting because I guess I have a little unconventional of, of a story because I never intended in the very beginning, I never intended to be an entrepreneur, right? It was never mm. my goal. So I actually started just posting on Instagram just to connect with other girls, not even women, just girls, like <laughs> teenagers who were also trying to be healthy because I'd had my own background with panic attacks and mm. losing weight really unhealthily. And there was this community of like, it's very dark actually. And a lot of people don't know, but all over social media, they've tried to kind of get a grip on this, but, and you have a daughter, right? So maybe it's something that you should be aware of. There's like these communities of girls and some guys, I guess too, but it's like promoting like anorexia right and promoting eating disorders so I found that and I made a separate Instagram account because I wanted to like talk to people to see like how are you getting healthy right because I didn't have like anorexia per se but I definitely had an eating disorder and it was never diagnosed or anything but like you know it gave me panic attacks and I pretty much was eating like nothing literally one soup a day it was ridiculous but I didn't know any better and I didn't have good advice. So then I found finally the communities of like fitness and health promoting that. And then I was trying to engage with these people, had a private account, um, but they wouldn't engage with me back because I was private. So I made it public. Friends in school found it super embarrassing, super cringy. No one had Instagram accounts back then. This is, you know, pretty much 10 years ago now. Oh gosh, that makes me feel yeah. old. <laughs> that actually makes me feel old. And so, <laughs> yeah. So basically like, the point is I was just sharing good content 
Yes. Like literally with no strings attached. And so I think a mistake that I made as I finally had this realization, wow, I can actually make money online is I became too much like promotion, 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 which can actually damage your audience. Right. Um, so the biggest thing was like showing my own story, showing my own transformation in the beginning. Then from that, people were literally begging for me to give them coaching, which I didn't have, I didn't want to do. And then finally, once I realized the corporate world wasn't for me, I gave it a go. Um, and I really liked it and I absolutely loved it. And I found a way to get amazing results online. And then only through a series of things happening, like brands that were sponsoring me, paying me a monthly salary, they pretty much dropped me and loads of my friends. After that happened, I just gave my friends a few tips for free, right? I gave them my share funnels because, you know, oh, $30 a month in affiliate commission, cool. And uh, they went and launched and had these multiple five-figure launches. And that was just through, because they had huge audiences. So then a couple of years later, I finally clocked, oh, this could be my business model, is helping other people actually scale companies that change lives. And that's pretty much how Impact School was born, but it, was, it wasn't intentional, right? So yeah. like, I'm not the best person to ask about like going in with Can I? Intention. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. F finish, finish. No, basically, like you know, my personal story is not probably the best to like answer this question. Um, however, in hindsight, you know, going back, having started multiple companies and like taken over some of our clients' companies who were brand new, um, you know, may basically making sure that you show that you're actually credible in the space because you mm -hmm. know what you're talking about, not because of your accolades and your training programs that you've done, yeah. but all about the transformation that you can create in someone's life. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Can I disagree with you and say that actually it, you are the best person to answer this question? Because what I see here is someone that is not chasing cash, is just there to help and people can feel that. People feel when you are sharing your personal stories, transformation stories, anything that can be of value to people without asking anything in return, especially at the beginning. I think that a lot of people and a lot of entrepreneurs, and if you're listening right now and you feel like you're doing this, stop doing it right now, that you are trying to sell something constantly because people don't like to be sold. We've realized this over and over again when someone creates an account just to sell something, people will scroll through two, three photos, maybe a couple of stories and then be like, you know what, eh, I don't want to be sold. There's so many other things that I can do with my time that, you know, read someone's pitch. But when they see that you're authentic, when they see that you have something to give and people get that help to realize that you're actually being helpful down the road once they they, they, they see your you know like your post for months and months then if you're going to start selling them something you're going to be like okay i trust this person i'm very happy uh to work with her or him and so i think this is actually fantastic listen i want to switch gears for a minute because being a remote ceo does not only mean traveling of course but it also means being able to be a good effective leader to a team of individuals or across different time zones we have this in common i sometimes get messages and the end of day reports at like 5 a.m I, I don't have notifications on my phone generally like you uh but you know i wake up and i'm like okay end of day like 4 a.m and i'm like okay well um can you tell us how you build your team and how you you know do the hiring and how do you manage your your team across all these different time zones okay so maybe you're like me but I'm very much like an entrepreneurial visionary founder. Okay. Yeah. And so I have probably made the worst hiring mistakes and choices in my company 
to the point where I'm not allowed to hire anymore. You know, I'll meet someone at an event and uh, I'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah, like you should come work at my company. <laughs> and then like I hand this person over to our HR manager and she's literally like, Lauren, this is kind of just me making a joke, right? This hasn't yeah. happened, but it would be something along the lines of, Lauren, this person has a criminal record and they're illegal and they're not allowed to be in the, this country or whatever. So like, it, I just make stupid mistakes like that, right? I've made rogue hires. So my thing is finding the best talent who mm-hmm. have successfully done the thing before okay. and then allowing them to take ownership over the outcome. So of course, when it comes to final stages, right? And one of the things that we now focus on is we focus on poaching amazing people yeah. from other companies who have been there and done what we need or have done something similar. So for example, right now, we're really looking for someone who's probably done something along the lines of like, you know ran a call center in the past like super high pressure job because we need to always hire so many salespeople because we place sales specialists in our clients companies right so we have to have someone that can like every week is interviewing like 50 50 to 100 new people right managing a team of hundreds in the sales academy so they need to have had that experience maybe it's not like exact but that's what we look for and um to your earlier point um I just wanted to go back to one thing, if it's okay, because yeah, for sure. Sorry, we spoke, yeah. a lot, we spoke a lot about social media, but one of the things that I would say in the beginning I did do that was smart is that I had worked at an influencer marketing agency for like three months or something. It was my friend's company and I was there cold calling. Okay. Mm. And so I learned the power of owning data, right? Because these are people that had like opted in on the website, but hadn't proceeded. So I was basically doing like outbound sales. And so I started growing an email and phone number list, like before I would, would ever plan to start anything. So if someone is in the stage where they don't have the ability to wait three months to make their first sale, you can go out and get corporate clients for the exact same thing you're doing now, just changing it a little bit to go for a more sophisticated clientele, sell, you know, multi-five figure deals. It's just like, and even I have one of my clients, right? He owns this company called Public Spend Forum. They do multi, multi-million dollar deals. And he just said like, Lauren, what you do, for example, with sales teams, you could just go and sell that exact same thing just to like a Fortune 500 company and they will pay you millions and millions. It's just, that's not the game I want to play right now, right? It's not my focus. Mm-hmm. But like if I really wanted to make money in the beginning, I would focus on a more profitable, like bigger, bigger deal, you know, scenario. And then from there, I would lead into the more sort of impactful stuff, right? It just depends on how much money you need to make. But then going back to your team stuff, um, the more seasoned I've got into this game, the more I've realized like, you know, you don't need to pay these huge salaries that we see in the coaching industry. I was talking to a client and friend of mine, Jeremy Miner. Um, he basically trains salespeople. He's awesome. We uh, worked together pretty closely a few years ago and um, I still speak to him like all, every week. And so one of the things he said to me is like, you know, it's ridiculous the salaries that people are asking for in the coaching space. It's like they want to come in and do marketing and get paid like 200 grand a year plus 10% profit share but like I've made those mistakes in the past even at one point I made a mistake where I was giving someone 40% of all revenue right and that ended up as a huge disaster and I I won't even get into that but this is why you need to have processes for hiring right <laughs> yeah 
For sure. And so talking about um, hiring, what I find very interesting is that you bring up the fact that you need to find people with recent experience. I write it in my book as well, that especially in revenue generating roles, you don't want someone that has, you know, some experience on paper. You actually need someone that has done the work and has generated either sales or revenue in any other way. Um, I find that very interesting. And uh, the poaching process, do you guys go and uh, and look at companies that are similar to yours and then and then go into LinkedIn DMs and kind of talk to them that way? Or do you have similar strategies to that? Yeah, so for example, like let's say we needed some, let's take this this sales example, right? So we first of all think about our dream. Like what would a dream job description be, mm-hmm. right? And so- my business coach actually just always tells me like, just type into the open AI GPT thing, yeah. type in like, what would the job description look like for, and you can get really specific. So like, what would a sales manager role look like whereby we need to hire at least a hundred new salespeople every single month uh, with a remote team operating over more than 10 different time zones, right? Of a medium sized yeah. company, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it honestly spits out really good <laughs> job descriptions yeah um, way scary than sort of, I know. <laughs> yeah like way better than like glass door and stuff so when we get clear on that um then we realize like okay we need someone who we can delegate outcomes to rather than to do's okay yeah. so like i'm not gonna hire a growth marketer and tell them like these are the steps you need to take every day i'm gonna say we need 66 sales qualified leads booked onto our inbound sales team's calendar every single week and i don't care how you get that right like and then obviously when they come in, like, you know, we'll, before we even hire them, we have them fill out like, and submit to us like a 90 day plan. What are they going to do in the 90, next 90 days to get to that goal? Um, Because if, if, if it doesn't look good and then if, or if it does look good and they come in and they aren't doing it, we can hold them accountable to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Then from there, um, you know, when it comes down to like the actual process, the exact steps of the poaching, Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I'm too far removed from that. Mm-hmm. All I know is that they will then go into, yes, LinkedIn um, and go and actually, we, we also have um, a software tool that we created with one of our partners called Get Leads, which mm-hmm. you can use for lead gen, but we also use it for hiring, right? So we'll type into it. We want a sales manager um, of who already works in a company with between 100 and 150 people. And then it will start, you know, getting those people and then we automate them into an email sequence just to let them know hey like you know we've seen your stuff we and we we tick the ones that we actually want there's a little bit of manual work but then we send them an email just to you know have a quick 15 minute call just like lead gen right just like lead, yeah. cold lead gen <clears throat> exact same thing hiring funnel um and you know having this on all the time means yeah we get big volume but we need that in especially yeah. in our sales teams um so it, it works really well yeah that's fantastic. So I want to switch gears again, and I want to actually talk about how your day is structured now that you are removed from the day to day, and you know you're living the remote CEO dream. So how's your day uh, looking like, or typical day? Yeah, so I'm in the process right now of hiring a couple of more leaders in our team because I'm still a bit involved with our sales sales team just because we just did another internal sort of shift around because we restructured our sales team to have like inbound and then setters who are setting on social media just for the inbound and then the outbound who are dialing up any opt-ins right so those are kind of like that's like the distinction and then we have sales assistants who sort of manage all of this and do outreach etc on our warm audience but to my point um 
basically the first thing that I always do in the morning is like I don't open Slack, I don't open Notion, I don't open WhatsApp, I check nothing, right? I just yeah. already the night before have opened like the thing that I need to do in the morning. Mm. If I know that the thing that I needed to do in the morning is like respond to a specific email, then of course I'll have my email tab open. But like I'm literally going in there like with my blinkers on. This is the email that I'm going to be looking at. So that's one thing that I've done that's been really, really helpful. And then once I've done that, usually then the next thing that I do is I get a brief submitted to me from uh, there are two two girls on my team. Um, Basically, one of them is going to kind of tell me like more, you know, visionary, bigger picture stuff. And then one of them will tell me like any resources that she needs from me. So um, we're we're changing up our leadership team internally at the moment. So like, you know, in the past, this would have been like, I feel like we gave the role COO way too soon. It wasn't COO, right? Like we're not a, you know, $100 million per year company. We don't need a COO. Um, More like, you know, operations manager and then her assistant, right? So just just to clarify that, because Cameron Cameron Harold owns this company called COO Alliance. He's a friend of mine. I'm actually interviewing him tomorrow. And like, you know, he sent me this report, um, which is so interesting, basically looking and it breaks down companies' revenue and then next to the revenue it shows like uh how much the salary is of the coo the title that they get etc and the biggest companies one of them was doing like 500 million 700 million their role is vp of operations and they get paid a salary of like 200k per year right and then the smaller companies doing like 2 million a year are paying their coo like 400 grand a year and then up to like 20 percent of all revenue right and so to my point um that's why we're restructuring at the moment. I have a business coach who's helping me with this because to get to get to the 20 million level, this is what we need to do. So I'm honestly mainly focused right now on that, like restructuring, uh, speaking with my team on like, you know, potential hires, getting really clear on job descriptions um, and also uh, making sure that the sales system that we're using is like very, very, very clear um, and easy for new people to understand as they're coming in. So I'm going on podcasts, right? That's kind of mainly what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, it's for, for, for me, it's great. I like a lot of white space on my calendar um, to think and to be able to yeah. have new ideas. Yeah. That's fantastic. So we're approaching the end of the, of the episode and I wanted to ask you, is there anything exciting um, that you're working on that you want or that's coming up that you want to share with our audience? Yeah, so we are like, I don't know, maybe maybe you do something like this too. We recently have restarted doing live coaching in our Facebook group. I think Facebook group mm-hmm. right now, at least, you know, 2023, is still a really cool strategy that works. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, we are going to be focusing on building out like an email newsletter of just so much value. So those are the two things that we're focused on right now at Impact School. And for me, honestly, I'm just super excited about like really having a solid like this internal leadership team that don't operate in silo kind of, but all communicate together. And this is something that when I've got that down, um, I really feel like this is going to allow, you know, for things to just be so, so smooth. And um, yeah, it's something that I thought I had down, but I was trying to create from the problems of the today rather than thinking about the future and reverse engineering the future. Yeah. And so now I'm looking at that, like, where do I want to be in a year from now? And then reverse engineering um, that process. So to be honest, like right now is kind of just like a focus mode for us rather than like too, too exciting. But yeah. when I have the right people, I know that they're going to come up with the most exciting things that we are going to be um, doing. But hey, congrats on your book. That's really, that's exciting for <laughs> sure. 
Thank you so much. So Lauren, I'm sure that my listeners will want to know more about you, your program. So where can people find you online? Yeah, just Lauren Tigna um, on any social media platform. Um, and if you want to join the, the group for free, it's just impactschoolmethod.com forward slash free group. Um, that will redirect you to the group. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. All right. Awesome. Again, Lauren, thank you so much for being the remote CEO show. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, no. Uh, thank you so much. Where are you in the world right now, by the way? I'm in Italy. We're based in Canada, but we're in Italy right now. So okay, cool. <laughs> well, fun. enjoy the uh, enjoy the pizza. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.